Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices, XM uh, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. And today, we're broadcasting from Dallas, Texas, the site of the uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist here to answer your questions about your health today and how topics, we, we, we go through topics that can change your life and the really important topics that we're going to be talking about today, you will, are going to be an osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. You're not going to want to miss this great interview with Dr. Gaz Agolia and Cheryl Burdett on this topic because this affects over 30 million people in the United States. And believe it or not, it's only 1.9 million in, Austra- in Australia. But it's a very important topic because there's a lot of misinformation about this. And again, which I opened the show. We were broadcasting from Dallas, Texas, the site of the Anti-Aging Medicine Conference, talking about the future of medicine. And that's what our show is about, is to give people other ideas and other choices for medicine and also for prevention. So it's really important to listen to today's show. And we're going to open up our phone lines for questions uh, at the end of our broadcast later on this afternoon. And also you can always text us at 512-219-0724 anytime through the show that we can get your questions answered. Uh, But check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, a wealth of information, some special products that you'll find that will also be important to improving your health. But before we get to our our recording with interview with Dr. Gazagolia of Progressive Medical Centers in Atlanta talking about osteoarthritis, I wanted to talk about a couple of topics that are in the news that we want people to understand to be what is, what is the current events uh, to be able to be aware of, of some choices that you can make? And one of the things that just stuck out as, is that there's a headline that we saw just published this last week out of the Daily Mail. It said that nearly, believe it or not, nearly half of the parents are failing to take their children to the dentist despite a tooth decay epidemic. And this is maybe something you'd probably see out of the news in 1950s, not in 2016. But this is important because tooth decay is at epidemic levels and the lead cause of hospital admissions. Over 5 million children did not visit a dentist in the last 12 months. And they found, the report found that 48% of the, the adults did not visit a dentist between 2014 and 2016. This is some shocking guidelines. If here we have health care that's supposed to be accessible to everyone, and we have children, tooth decay, showing up at, at hospital admissions because of this tooth decay epidemic that is occurring. And, and the reason why we're talking a little bit about that, because as we, as we get into our topic of osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, there's a lot of contributing factors that can exasperate this disease 
or the, that is the true cause, the root cause of the disease, one of the causes that we have found is tooth decay in adults. So we're setting up the children that are having difficulties or going to the dentist, then it's going to be much, much difficult later on for adults. And we'll tie all this in later on in our, in our show. And also we wanted to bring up another topic that's you're going to, this will all come together as well after this interview, is that grass-fed beef, which was something that was a rarity five years ago, is the fastest growing area of, of beef and there's not enough grass-fed beef on the market to be able to handle the demand. And now people say, well, what's the difference? Well, grass-fed beef is the way that it was originally intended to uh, be able to be uh, raised in the fields. And unfortunately, production or factory farms have made it to be used with grains which cause fattening of the animals much faster. The animals become much softer in the meats and in their the joints, but it's really not, the animals are not healthier. They're just actually, they can, they get fatter faster. So the grass-fed versus grain-fed, big difference, huge in, difference in the cost, but it's much leaner. But the important thing is it's less inflammatory. Grass-fed beef has a high amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Those are the good fatty acids that are found in fish and found in grasses. And grain-fed or corn-fed beef is high in omega-6s. Omega-6 is inflammatory. And when your body has inflammation, guess what you have? You have joint problems and you have higher incidences of arthritis in joint discomfort. So that's why this is this is really an important topic for people to know what you eat is going to make a big difference in how your health is. So we're going to talk about osteoarthritis and what the in rheumatoid arthritis and the big difference is osteoarthritis is more of a degeneration of cartilage and rheumatoid arthritis is an immune dysfunction that the body starts attacking its cartilage and joints and there's a reason why that occurs and many times it's due to toxic heavy metals and everybody's listening going wait a minute we don't live close to a toxic waste dumps but unfortunately the food that we eat is contaminated with mercury contaminated with lead and also our foods are being contaminated with arsenic pesticides and all these toxic metals which we're seeing in blood tests that are coming up in children and adults is causing many of these autoimmune diseases and also many of these inflammatory diseases. So this is a great segment on osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. We're listening to HealthyChoicesXM.com and listen to uh, our website for past broadcast as well. And again, our phone number for text messages is 512 219-0724 if you have any comments that you'd like to during this pre-recorded session we'll be happy to get to it and at this time we're going to get Dr. Gazagolia from Progressive Medical and we'll go ahead and start the pre-record go ahead Sean arthritis actually there's several different types but we're going to focus on all of them but the main ones we want to talk about is osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and and one in two Americans are going to develop 
osteoarthritis. So we're going to talk about that topic first, and then we're going to get into rheumatoid arthritis. And one of the reasons why I want to focus on osteoarthritis is because over the past decade or so, uh, our medical community at large, considering all the therapies and surgeries, uh, has fallen short on really helping patients either delay the onset of osteoarthritis or correct it. So what exactly is osteoarthritis? Osteoarthritis is a degenerative joint disease that primarily affects the large weight-bearing joints and the joints in the hands. It is mainly seen in individuals over 50 and older, typically the elderly is the most common um, form of arthritis for them. Although the precise mechanisms are unknown, it is clear that wear and tear is the principal cause of osteoarthritis. The disease process is when the progressive cartilage deteriorates and it's followed by a hardening of the joints due to calcification and bone spore formation. The joint cushioning deteriorates, which leads to pain and limited movement of the joint and limited mobility, which will affect your overall health. Now, why is that? Because if you have limited mobility and severe joint pain, you're not going to be getting the proper exercise. You're not going to be able to be mobile. You're not going to be working on your metabolism. You're not going to be able to interact with individuals. It's affecting the quality of your life. So that's one of the reasons why we want to focus on osteoarthritis because it's an area that we feel, due to the development of better diagnostics, due to better nutritional intervention, because we actually know now, we really know now from a nutritional perspective how to regenerate. There's, there's a whole new faction of medicine now. It's called regeneration medicine. And the great part about it, we've got some very, very unique injections. So if you're concerned about preventing, this show's for you. If you already have osteoarthritis and all your physician is offering you is possibly rest and ice, which is important, no doubt about it, and all they're offering you is a steroid injection, Keep listening because we've got some amazing, amazing injection breakthroughs that I, I think is going to be cutting edge. It's, it already has been cutting edge. So, Dr. Bidet, I, I want to, first of all, welcome you to the show. And I appreciate you coming on again with your busy schedule. And, you, you know, you and I talked about, you know, the importance of exercise and the wear and tear, and it helps the well-being. It helps mm-hmm. the endorphins being relieved and the neurotransmitters and feeling good about yourself. So... Osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. with all your experience, what have you seen as, as, as one of the game changers? And, and first of all, um, let's go right into the prevention. What should someone do to try to prevent this or delay it? Because the truth of the matter is it's inevitable for most humans. Absolutely. And so when we begin to think about how to minimize wear and tear, you think about ways to nutritionally build the area and logistically to do things that would decrease damage to the area. And so for most of us, one of the things that will jump to the front of our mind in terms of keeping our knees well or keeping our hips well um, is we think about uh, weight because certainly as we gain more weight, all of that becomes more difficult. And really, one of the key events that makes a difference for people in terms of whether or not you can live independently or whether or not you need to go into an assisted living home one of the key things that, 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 that medical decisions will be made upon and that medical necessity that you cannot live alone will be made upon is, for example, when you use the restroom, are you able to get back up by yourself? 
And so you might now be thinking about restrooms that have bars on the walls or something of that nature. And this is one of the, but not all bathrooms do. And so one of the big moments that people can no longer live by themselves is when they cannot go to the restroom by themselves anymore. So essentially, in order to use the restroom, sorry to be a little bit graphic here, but you have to be able to squat to get to to this toilet seat, and then you have to be able to stand back up. And so if it hurts, and therefore you can't uh, utilize these muscles, and it cuts down on your walking, and your mobility begins to slide, eventually less and less use until you get to a point where you cannot even sit and stand appropriately to get from one place to another. So check in. Uh, can you get off of it? I know this is a, sounds like a funny experiment, but actually one of the studies that they did recently that said, who are the people that are going, that are going to live the longest? Are they the people with the, with the best lean muscle mass? Are they the people with the, the most kale in their diet? Are they the people that, that sleep the best? And one of the best predictors for longevity was to sit down in, on the floor in a squat position And now can you stand back up without using your hands to get up? So I want you guys to try that while you're listening to the show. Like you sit down in an Indian position, uh, Indian style. If you remember from kindergarten or first grade, you would sit Indian style in a circle. So sit down, legs crossed like that, and now try to stand back up without using your hands. If you are able to do that, then you are in that, that, that group that is predicted to live the longest. If you can't do that, then we need to think about, is there pain in your knee? Is there a beginning sign of osteoarthritis that is decreasing your mobility that's causing you to lose more muscle mass? And so one of the reasons this will start to occur is when we start to put on that 5 pounds or that 10 pounds or that 15 extra pounds that become 50 extra pounds, so on and so forth. And that weight that you put on is really a huge double whammy. Of course, if you have more weight, it, does, it begins to do more wear and tear on your joints, your knees, your hips. And so there's an acceleration of the, of the amount of damage that's done when you're carrying a third more weight than you should be, for example. But another thing happens as well. And that fat tissue, that ex, those extra pounds that we put on, are not only just like holding dumbbells in your hands every time you walk someplace, but... They're also metabolically active, and fat tissue makes something called leptin. It's a hormone, and that leptin literally begins to eat away at your cartilage. So it's not just that, oh, well, I can live. I can learn to carry 5 or 10 extra pounds. Yeah, maybe. You can certainly get strong enough to do that, but that fat tissue is metabolic in and of itself and creates a hormone, leptin, that destroys cartilage. So you can see how important it is to maintain a normal body weight. Now, Easier said than done, right? Probably every single one of us out there has had some experience where we tried some type of diet, some, some type of exercise, and we did not see the results that we would expect. So if you fall into that category, that means we need to look at your biochemistry. Why is something different happening in your system? Because if you eat less and exercise more, you should lose weight. If that didn't happen to you, you need a workout. And that's why prevention is is the best course. So if you're suffering with any of these symptoms, definitely seek out an integrative doctor and talk about regeneration and nutrients. And, and we're we're both big, big believer in that, myself and Dr. Burdett. But we want to really focus right now on some cutting-edge injections 
the next after the next break, we're going to talk about rheumatoid arthritis. So, Doctor, but I want to jump right in to these cutting edge injections. And I think what's really exciting about this is, yes, we have physical therapy, which is wonderful. Um, we've got the greatest surgeons in the world, and, I, and I'm a big believer that there's a time and place for surgery. But typically, most surgeries uh, are invasive, and you have a longer recovery time. Mm-hmm. So what if, what if we can develop a very unique injection that regenerates? So we, we, know, we know that osteoarthritis is a degenerative joint disease that affects the weight-bearing joints. So what if we can regenerate that? And that's one of the reasons why you and I have been searching and we've been discussing this. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is Prolozone. This is something that we do at Progressive, and there's a large group of physicians now that are being exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that. And then we're also going to be talking about something called platelet injections, which is a plasma PRP. And here's the, here's the great news. The, the most cutting edge is the mesenchymal stem cells. But let's just start off with the injections. Who's in a candidate for these injections? Well, first of all, anybody who's experiencing pain, and that is a lot of people out there. In fact, our last show was about addiction and recovery. And one of the biggest things that people are addicted to um, is uh, prescription pain medications, so much so that the CDC has begun to redefine when we can even use these pain medications. They talk about opioids for chronic pain being way overused, that we're creating a nation of addicts because of this, and they're really redefining those guidelines. Well, part of what was going to happen is that the opioids are going to be given out much less frequently, and people who are dependent upon them by, by no personal choice of their own, just a consequence of being in pain and these medications that are very addictive, you're going, you're going to end up needing to look for other alternatives. And, and most of us would, if one was given in the first place, we would much rather have a natural alternative than to have to work with an opioid that's addictive and that we can have a hard time coming off of and makes us groggy and makes us not feel like ourselves and can cause changes of appetite and energy, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, when I think about natural therapies for pain relief, historically, what that meant to me was that the patient needs to do a lot of work. There's, and, 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 and work that has side benefits instead of side effects, but do a lot in terms of really looking at their diet and cleaning things up and, and taking different nutrients and botanicals that decrease inflammation. And over time, as you built up the tissue, you'd see more and more reduction in pain. But those of you who are out there who are in pain, uh, you know that waiting a week or three weeks or four weeks to see pain go down can just be an excruciating process that's hard to get through. Well, prolozone is one of those things that really changed my uh, thought process and my, uh, what, what I was seeing happen in terms of natural therapies of pain relief. Prolozone is one of those therapies that works immediately. Prolozone is one of those therapies that, that works in a way that builds up to be more effective rather than over time becoming less and less effective. Why is that? 
that? Well, because it's treating root cause. It's helping cartilage to regenerate. It's helping to turn off that inflammatory process in the joint space. And so when we do this, people see pain relief at that moment in time. Now, that's not to say that some people need more than one injection, maybe three injections or five injections. But we've had many patients here at Progressive who had that surgery scheduled, thought they were going to need to do that, needed a way to get out of pain up until that point, and then found, hey, I don't need this surgery after all. Well, it's interesting you say that, Dr. Dip, because I'm one of those individuals because um, seven, eight years ago, I tore my complete tear on my ACL, and I was scheduled for surgery. And three months before that, it was really serendipitous that I went to a training session with a couple of the physicians here at Progressive Medical in Nevada under Dr. Frank Schallenberger, and I was exposed to the prolozone. And, and what's interesting is that from my personal experience, uh, over the past couple of years, I had 10 prolozone injections over a period of time. And I did not have the surgery. I'm completely functional. And it's been a wonderful experience for me. And everybody's, of course, individualized and, and you know, results depending on the, the situation. And, and typically, uh, ACLs is something that, you know, um, you have to have surgery for. And there's right, no doubt about right. it because that's, that's actually very, very important for the mobility of your knee. And that's something that um, I was in tremendous amount of pain, but it really worked for me. And we had other patients as well. Mm-hmm. It's not really designed for ACL, but you know, I didn't really want the surgery. It really helped me tremendously. Uh, we'll talk about something else with the ACL. But the prolozone works for literally almost everything pertaining to osteoarthritis. Prolozone is a homeopathic oxygen-derived ozone injection that was developed by Dr. Frank Schallenberger, who's a medical doctor. It, it basically works on all forms of musculoskeletal and joint pain, including chronic neck, back pain, rotator cuff injuries, degenerative and arthritic hips and knees, degenerative discs, and shoulder and elbow pain. And, and we've injected over 1,000 patients in the past uh, seven years, and, and we've had a very high success rate, like, you know, probably about 88 to 95%, depending on the situation, um, that averted surgery and had a better quality of life. So Polozone um, has a very, very high success rate, and it's one of those non-surgical ligament reconstructions that could be a permanent treatment for chronic pain. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're broadcasting from uh, Austin, Texas. Today we're broadcasting from Dallas, Texas, the site of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. You're listening to a pre-recorded interview with Dr. Gazagolia with Progressive Medical Centers talking about osteoarthritis. And during this, this last few minutes, he talked about a solution for osteoarthritis. This is where the joints are worn down, the cartilage is uh, has been worn down due to an extreme amount of use or inflammation that has degenerated the joints. The use of prolozone is a natural homeopathic combination of ozone and other nutrient markers to regenerate those cartilages without the traditional methods of re- joint replacement or the use of pain opiates. So this is really an important breakthrough for people that are suffering. But we also want to talk about prevention as well. And so during this, uh, this, this, this uh, as a summary of some of the things that Dr. Shoah Burdett talked about as a uh, as a progressive le- uh, re- excuse me lack of 
mobility that is occurring with people's movement is a good warning sign that this is this is a ailment that is progressing in your joints and being able to control your weight because the fat is a metabolic entity is what she was talking about that produces leptin which destroys cartilage so all these things are preventable uh, but if you do have these symptoms this prolozone injections can help regenerate the joints over a series before we do drastic hip replacements and if you look at the literature they use a lot of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories motrin to tylenol these as a way to to deal with the pain the point is you don't really have to deal with the pain you have to get to the source why it occurred in the first place and also to help regenerate those joints with prolozone. You want to come back after the break and we're going to talk about rheumatoid arthritis and also we're also going to talk about the ways you can prevent any of this from occurring. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM.com and look at our check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com as well.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices. We're broadcasting from Dallas, Texas today. We're talking about osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Very important topics that we find that is it is affecting over 30 million people in the United States for osteoarthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis dealing with the immunity, which we're just going to come and talk about in the next few minutes, affects over 1.6 million people. Again, we see a lot of pharmaceuticals that are being developed to help people with the pain and the mobility of these products. Unfortunately, it's not really working very well. So we find our show we dedicated today talking about these inflammatory joint disorders because we feel that these can be preventable when they're identified early, and they also can be remedied using some innovative injections, prolozone, while to allow the body to regenerate and repair itself. Not replace the joint, we're talking about repair the joint. So this is an important show. we got Dr. Gazagolia and Cheryl Burdett from Progressive Medical Centers out of Atlanta that have a practice dedicated to complete integrative medicine from all different disciplines to be able to have people understand the root cause of any of these chronic diseases and be able to resolve them so you can improve your quality of life. Check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, and also you can call in for any of your questions at 877-956-9566. And we have a special feature found to be very popular is to text us at 512-219-0724. You can text us any of your questions during the pre-record, and we'll be able to answer your questions either after the show or during the show as well. This next segment is going to be talking about rheumatoid arthritis and where the body's immune system attacks the cartilage, and this is degenerates a joint from a different methodology. And what people don't understand that how does the body do this uh, task of attacking its own joints. Well, people, the medical literature says that, literature says that it's genetic predisposition. It's because you're hereditary in your genes. We really disagree with this. We feel the the environmental factors influence the body's immune system to attack itself. And one of the big... areas is toxic metals. Toxic metals are heavy metals in our environment, our foods can allow the, the upregulate the immune system to start attacking itself. And this is kind of sad because many of these things are man-made. We're talking about pesticides. We're talking about the highest, the highest levels of arsenic we've ever seen. That's coming from pesticides we're seeing in milk and seeing it in tissues. We're seeing lead coming in from foods and also from water. And if any of the folks in Flint, Michigan know about the problems with their drinking water, that the entire community will not be correct for probably 20 years because of all the lead that has come into their environment. And mercury, 
we see that the burning of coal with the fossil fuels, but also we, we see this, some of it's naturally occurring, but we find the contaminated foods coming from other countries that don't have stricter EPA regulations, but also we're, we're finding these mercury still in our environment and unfortunately it never it never gets out of our bodies except for things like chelation this is important uh, remedy for this uh, these to get these toxic metals out but it's important to make sure they just never get in there in the first place we're going to go ahead and restart this this next segment talking about rheumatoid arthritis Sean let's go get started I want to get into this rheumatoid arthritis because this is one of our specialties at Progressive Medical. So what's the difference between rheumatoid arthritis? Rheumatoid arthritis is a degenerative joint disease that primarily affects the synovial tissue, the membranes around the joints that secrete lubricating fluid to allow the bones to move easily against each other. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. This is, a, this is the key right now. This is the key. Osteo is de- wear and tear and Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease which the body attacks its own tissues and causes the joints to become swollen, tender, and possibly deformed. Women are the most affected in the United States, and the disease usually begins between the ages of 20 and 50. So typically osteoarthritis is a little later in life. Rheumatoid can be any, any area there. So it's a chronic disease, and you can have flare-ups from symptoms that are more intense that can be followed by periods of remission. This is really the key right there. Uh, It's periods of remission. So some of the signs and symptoms we've seen are weakness, chronic fatigue, low-grade fever, joint stiffness and pain. Uh, Joint stiffness is usually worse in the morning. That's the key. Usually worse in the morning. Osteoarthritis is usually worse after exercise. Uh, Inflamed joints, skin over joint has a purpose color. Okay, Dr. Bidet, let's get into the area here. This is one of your expertise because you're an expert in really not only determining um, autoimmune diseases but treating it. What's the root cause of, of rheumatoid arthritis? Well, that's a fascinating question. And essentially, when there's an autoimmune condition, something has confused your immune system. And so the autoimmune immune targeted at self, auto, uh, means that instead of targeting uh, an infection, a bacteria or a parasite, the immune system has become confused and is now attacking your own tissue. And there are two uh, basic kind of fundamental reasons this can happen. One, there's, there was some infection in your body, and that infection, because of that infection, your body began to mount an immune response and to create something called antibodies. Antibodies are what they, the white blood cells use to attack a bacteria or a virus to knock it down and get it out of the system. And so your immune system begins to make these antibodies and make these antibodies. But unfortunately, the antibodies that they make while, yes, they may recognize the bug or the infection in the body, the antibodies have an, a, a protein structure or an amino acid sequence that can also attach to your joints. And when it does that, instead of attacking the bug, now it begins to attack your joints. So it gets confused. It begins to recognize some type of bacteria or virus. It makes this antibody response, but, there's an, the, the, but the bacteria or virus has a similar enough uh, coating or amino acid sequence that those same amino acids are in our cartilage and you get a cross reactivity. You begin to get damage. 
A second reason this can happen is because your immune system gets confused and starts making antibodies to attack foods. Again, your immune system thinks that the food is an infection, most likely because your gut has become leaky. Your gut has become permeable. And when this happens, things begin to leak through intact. When, when food leaks through intact, it looks weird to your immune system. And so you begin to make these antibodies. Well, those same antibodies that attack food can cross-react and attack your own tissue. And in fact, we can even take it a step further. We've now begun to elucidate things like Klebsiella in the stool that can be a, that are more, that are tightly related to rheumatoid arthritis. And even in standard of care, they are recognizing that in some patients when they give antibiotics, i.e. something that kills a bacteria, they see improvements in the rheumatoid arthritis as well. So one of the things that we find to be absolutely critical in terms of treating rheumatoid arthritis is to figure out why your immune system is confused. Two tests that greatly help us to be able to do this are looking at food sensitivities, i.e. an antibody response to foods, and looking at a stool test, that is, what bacteria do you have in your gut? When we begin to look at those two things, then we can begin to tell where the immune system got confused. If there's a bad bacteria in your gut, we eradicate it. That gets that immune response down, no more antibodies to cross-react. If you've gotten confused by a food, we remove it. Those antibodies go down, and there's no longer that ability to cross-react. So rheumatoid arthritis is not something that you get and just gets worse as the older you get, the longer you progress with it. There's actually root cause treatments that can be done. And when you get rid of bacteria, when you treat the gut, when you begin to look at foods you're sensitive to or dysbiotic bacteria that reside in the gut, this gives us a very straightforward plan to how to get that immune system back in line and keep it from being confused. We talked about the beginning of the show, 50% of Americans are going to get osteoarthritis, wear and tear. And when it comes to rheumatoid arthritis, more women are at risk. Not that guys are, are, are not out of the woods at all. We're seeing more and more men. So please, guys, don't think that you're, you know, you're, most men are in denial anyway until they they basically can barely even walk, okay? <laughs> and there's many forms of, of uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But I want, I want to just focus back to what we talked about, Dr. Burdett, was the root cause. You know, women are three times more likely to get RA, and it can start as early as, as 20. We are not even don't even have time to talk about juvenile arthritis, which mm-hmm. is autoimmune as well. Let's okay. put that aside for a yeah. second, but that is real. Listen, if you if you have a child with juvenile, it's very similar to the rheumatoid we're talking about. They're, they're false, all falls into the autoimmune issue. But I, I want to get back to these contributing factors. You know, we talked about a poor gut. We talked about these food sensitivities. You know, one of the main theories, and there's, there's, there's um, obviously, there's still debates about this, but we, we really believe that this is a big cause of it, that undigested food particles that pass through the intestinal wall, deposits in the joints, causing inflammation, and then the body attacks the food allergy. So certainly eliminating those food sensitivities and going on a rotation is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But if you're not healing the gut aggressively, and I use that word aggressively, okay, we've got physicians right now that are recommending using probiotics with an enema. Now, that sounds really, wow, I can't believe that. Why would I do that? Let me just take it orally. Well, the majority of the issues are in your colon, and there's permeability there because it's all your gut from when you swallow all the way down to your rectum. It's all connected, and we know the importance of that, so that's something very interesting. Uh, poor bowel function 
is a key, key component to this. I remember originally when I started studying natural medicine over 20-plus years ago, and we had several different leaders that were talking about all disease begins in the colon. Now, we kind of change it now. We know it's more the gut as well, but that's all connected. We believe that. The dysbiosis, dysbiosis is the key in rheumatoid arthritis. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. We've got documentation after documentation. But you, t- you really started on something, Dr. Bidet, about these infections agents. We know that infection, infection. I remember years ago doing a presentation, and I talked about the three eyes. I talked about infection. I talked about insulin and inflammation. What came first? Because it's really important to understand that if you correct the infectious agents and you repopulate the good bacteria into the gut, it's going to bring the inflammation down. So if we just give a medication to block the inflammation, if we're going to be going ahead and, and giving NSAIDs and, and other medications, even if it's natural, and my, myself and Dr. Bidet are big believers in fish oils, which is anti-inflammatory. We're big believers in curcuminoids, which is anti-inflammatory, baswali, which is anti-inflammatory, cur- curcetin. But ultimately, if you got an infection, are we really solving the problem? No, you can actually practice natural medicine allopathically, which is treating the symptoms. We want to get to the root cause. It could be the infections. And then let's think about sometimes in, in, in standard of care where all, you, well, all that happens is you're put on an anti-inflammatory uh, or something like prednisone that actually suppresses the immune system. So there you are suppressing the pain and getting out of pain, and that makes good sense. But yet the way that you do it is by something that kills off the immune system. And now if the root cause is an infection, that just flares and flares and flares. So it's no wonder people get stuck on these things lifelong. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why you have to get tested for infections. There's a blood test that we look at. Um, you know, we look at a complete blood count and we, we look at ratios, but also the stool test as well um, is critically important for these pathogens. And these endotoxins, these endotoxins are critical, which causes the tight junctions of the gut to become permeable and they leak. And there you go. You have rheumatoid arthritis. That's more so a, ju- a juvenile. We've seen a major infectious component. Now, what do you do about that? Rather than taking an antibiotic, you could be taking all kinds of antimicrobial herbs. You can do oxidative therapies, which can be intravenously or rectal, which is rectal ozone insufflation. Now, if this is new to some of you out there and you're saying, wow, I've never heard of this stuff, we're doing it on a daily basis, and we're actually helping patients live a healthy life and, and really looking at the less invasive therapies as well. The two last things I want to talk about that are triggers, Dr. Burdett, Mm -hmm. and this is one of your expertise, is that stress that triggers hormone imbalances can trigger rheumatoid arthritis. Absolutely. Your opinion on that? Yes. So if you're under stress after stress after stress after stress, your adrenals, which have to respond to stress, have to get busy making stress hormones. Those are things like epinephrine and norepinephrine or adrenaline that push you into fight or flight and make you feel racy and anxious and 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 that and well and make you they give you that a that kind of adrenaline kind of a feeling feeling jittery that that stress can cause but when we're when we're, our body does that when we're under stress the other function of the adrenals gets compromised when the adrenals are so busy making stress hormones they can't make the same level of something called cortisol 
Cortisol is your body's natural anti-inflammatory. Just like you might have heard of a cortisone cream that you'd use to calm down a rash. Well, we make cortisol in our body. And the whole reason that we make it is to keep inflammation in check. So our adrenals make cortisol, but if they get taxed and if they all of a sudden have to get busy making other stress hormones, epinephrine and norepinephrine, they can't make the same level of cortisol anymore. When that happens, when adrenals become fatigued, now you will stay inflamed because you can't make your body's own natural anti-inflammatory. Sadly, in addition to stress, one of the biggest ways that you'll dampen adrenal function is by taking steroids, things like prednisone. So again, there you sit, you have rheumatoid arthritis, you're prescribed prednisone. And so what does that prednisone do? It damages your adrenals, so you make less of your body's own natural anti-inflammatory. In addition to that, prednisone suppresses your immune system, so if it was an infection causing this in the first place, that flares even more. So now you try to get off the prednisone, your immune system shot, the immune can Confusion continues, the bacteria has flared, and in addition to that, you don't make your own cortisol anymore, and so you hurt even worse than you did before. So now you feel like you're stuck on prednisone, and you've got to take it for the rest of your life. That is not true. What we have found is that when we remove inflammatory cause, when you treat the gut and you find bacteria, when you get rid of foods causing inflammation now and you build up adrenal function and get your adrenals to make cortisol on its own, now slowly you back the prednisone away and you're able to get off these things and have your body do the work for you. And that's the goal is to get off some of these toxic medications. Short term, I think it's fine. Short term, long term, it's a terrible strategy for for treating chronic disease such as rheumatoid arthritis. The last thing I want to talk about are some of the root causes is heavy metal toxicity. Now, a lot of people say, well, how is that possible? How does heavy metals affect rheumatoid arthritis? Well, the toxic metals interfere with collagen synthesis. This is very important to understand that heavy, heavy metals disrupt that cell-to-cell communication. You're not going to get the body's ability to make collagen And although you can take as much hyaluronic acid as possible, if heavy metals are circulating around, and that's why you have to be comprehensive, you have to, number one, look for food sensitivities, look for nutritional imbalances, make sure that the poor bowel function is working properly, eradicate and correct the dysbiosis, these infections agents that are really, really affecting not only the gut, but the rest of your body, which is exacerbating the autoimmune condition, And we know that these stressors that trigger hormonal, especially cortisol, will create a cascade of imbalances and inflammation. And then you've got these heavy metals, which we've seen are mercury, lead, arsenic. So those are some of the major ones. There's other ones out there as well. Aluminum is actually a soft metal, but it also can can cause issues, especially with the blood-brain barrier, which has another autoimmune issue. And this is just a very comprehensive approach. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis, you have to have a very comprehensive workup mm-hmm. and you got to work on eliminating these problems and work on these infections. And it's not as easy as just taking an antibiotic. Our phone lines are 877-956-9566. You're listening to Healthy Choices. You're li- broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas. We heard a lot of information today from Dr. Gazagolia and Cheryl Burdett from Progressive Medicals talking about osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. The important part about this lecture today, <clears throat> excuse me, or 
our interview today was that this is a very preventable disorder. This is something that can be treated with not traditional medications of steroids, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, or these very, very expensive immune modulators. We have to do three things. We have to remove the inflammation. We have to remove the toxins that are causing this or the heavy metals. And the other thing is we have to remove any of the foods that are causing some of these problems. The important part is these collagen synthesis in these joints has to occur all the time and it cannot be interrupted. So some of the simple guidelines that people should do on a daily basis for prevention or if you're suffering from it is to always eat organic so that you reduce your risk of many of these heavy metal pesticides that you'll be able to get in your food and you'll have the nutrients that you will need to be able to increase your immune system naturally. The second thing is to be able to increase your levels of omega-3s. These are plant-based foods. These are fish oils. These are grass-fed beefs, grass-fed meats. This is what we were destined to eat on a daily basis. This is not corn-fed or grain-fed meats. These are inflammatories. It's important to remove grains from your diet, especially if you're suffering from any of these inflammatory disorders. The grains, the wheats are very inflammatory, especially corn and also wheat. GMO corn is GMO soybeans are very inflammatory for animals and also for your joints. Pesticides, including Roundup. Roundup is a very difficult neurotoxin. It's actually considered an antibiotic, but it also it permeates to our food supply and is definitely an inflammatory marker. And we started our show talking about dental visits. And the reason why is we it's so critical for us to maintain that dental health was we found out this is where the source of infections are occurring. And this is what Cheryl was talking about. You have to remove the infections. Dental mercury fillings are a source of heavy metals. Even if you've had a crown, the chances of it heavy metals being underneath those crowns is almost 60%. So it's important if you have any mercury fillings to get and find a biological dentist. If you can't find one, text me at 512-219-0724. I'll find you a biological dentist in your area that will remove the heavy metals from your mouth and make sure it doesn't regenerate in or actually reabsorb into your bodily lymph system. Very, very important to get rid of heavy metals. If you have an infection, find a physician, excuse me, an inflammation, find a physician that you can do a stool test and see if you have an infection. Because many of these inflammatory joint disorders, especially rheumatoid arthritis, are due to an infection. Especially if you've had a, <clears throat> an appendicitis early on, this is a source of infection that causes rheumatoid arthritis. You're listening to Healthy Choices, 
Check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com. We're always here to answer your questions. Always text us even during the week at 512-219-0724. We'd be happy to answer your questions. And next week, we're going to have a very interesting show talking about men's health awareness. We're going to have, we're going to have a team of board-certified urologists that are going to bring some very, very interesting tips on men's health that you're going to find to be very interesting. You've never heard on any other show as well. So stay tuned to us for next week. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. My name is Ray Solano, pharmacist and clinical nutritionist, here to answer your questions next week. And check out our website for past broadcasts. Have a great week and see you next, next time.